Hey, I'm Jenny. And I'm Hillary, and you can call us... The Garden Tarts. You know, kissing lips and breaking hearts. We have been bestest friends for over 25 years, and we love to talk you too. We've had some super ridiculous adventures, and now this podcast, which is pretty much all opinion with a handful of facts thrown in. Why a YouTube podcast? Because as much as we love talking you two, we know you do too. So sit down, grab a drink, and find us on Instagram and Twitter so we can chat. Hey, Hi. how are how are you? Good. Welcome to season one, episode two. It's good out of kissing lips and breaking hearts with the garden tarts. <laughs> Yay! Here we are. I'm Hillary. I'm Jenny. And last episode, we talked about boy. So the best progression would be now to talk about October. And now we have, so let's okay, move on. But I have a much more important <laughs> question for you. Okay. Music, and that is, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking the Jameson Calf's Meat IPA with a splash of ginger ale. Oh, that's ale. lovely. It's coincidentally, I am drinking the Stout Edition. Of the Jameson's castmates. Cheers. Cheers. Slancha. This Slam. Oh, this castmates is Salute. All those things. All of it. Um <clears throat> minus the Jameson Cold Brew, this castmates stuff is like the best. It really, it really is. I bought that little set. <gasps> oh good. Yeah. I went through the regular Jameson and like seriously, like an it's hour not very big it's not much no. no but if you like regular jameson but... you have to try the castmates there's an ipa edition and a stout edition and they're just i think we had the stout in dublin i think we were we had the stout yeah. one at um at the octagon bar i actually think it was the ipa because i'd had it before and I remember oh. saying you need this and i was like oh that's good Oh, but I don't know. I could be wrong. There were some. It was. We also had a few drinks prior to. Do you remember what that drink like was called? One or seven drinks prior to. Do you remember what that drink? That was called? drink. I have no it was idea. A fluffy duck. Fluffy duck. God, that was weird. They always have a a very uh, sweet like dairy kind of cocktail there that's incredibly good but, but not a little not scary i would normally choose but yeah. i'm glad we tried it and then had more of them yeah <laughs> and that that was a nice gentleman bartender i believe he was the tallest person in ireland this is likely he also yeah. was he even irish he he was in Ireland. Yes. But I don't. So I can't say his nationality, but currently in the country at that moment, he was likely the tallest human there. This is very likely. Mm-hmm. Unless Mr. Snow Patrol shows up. You're, well, I mean, he's he's probably up north. Yeah. He's tall. Yeah. Relatively. He is tall. Mr. Snow Patrol. Snow Patrol. So it was just last night that Bono showed up at their show and sang one with them in Northern Ireland. It was so cute. They like hug and stuff. It was and cute. Like 
Bono like practically fits under his chin. <laughs> <laughs> Not even on his tiptoes. <laughs> <That's very cute. laughs> he t- Bono had to jump up a little bit to get up the full hug. <laughs> get up on your toes. <laughs> nice squeeze. <laughs> for any for anyone who is really unfamiliar with the subject matter, uh, Bono is not a tall man. He's not a tall man. No, he's not By tall. He is, I would say, below average. I would, I would maybe s- not amongst his peers. No, no, maybe mm-hmm. not. I but I mean, he's. I mean, there are plenty of male celebrities that are shorter than him. I'm sure, like Tom Cruise or something. But I don't know. There can't be all that many of them. It's amazing how small celebrities are. Actually, they, it really, really is surprising. They tend to be quite tiny people. And I don't mean just like skinny, like they're. Yeah. They're we. We. You hold them in your hand. <laughs> we celebrity. We. Just a wee celebrity. I have to quickly tell you about this drink I had this morning at brunch. Okay. So, this place we went once um, when you were here for brunch, Bar Louie, it's like a national chain. Yeah, we have one you know? here. And we get the, always get the margarita, and they have the ultimate margarita, which has Guinness in it, which I'm, I love. Bloody Marys and I love Guinness, but that marriage doesn't quite seem like a union to me. <laughs> you didn't get that when we were there last time? Not the ultimate. Okay. But the friend I was with was like, oh no, this is the way to go. And goddamn, was she right? Oh my God. I don't add a splash of Guinness to your Bloody Marys. You can't even taste it. It just like makes it a little bit deeper, I guess. Is that I don't know. I'm getting into like notes and tones which don't <laughs> I feel like that would have a note of it would have like notes of tomato in it <laughs> bloody mary does yeah. <laughs> my was like it makes it a little smoky and i'm like i don't know if that's it it just kind of has a little brown color brown. <laughs> <laughs> a nice little thicker. i don't know <laughs> you know what this bloody mary needs more brown <laughs> more brown <laughs> let's make it look like rotten tomatoes <laughs> oh, Anyway, I will now never, if I'm offered Guinness in my Bloody Mary, I will forever take it. Okay. I've been, I'm converted. Gotcha. What are we talking about? I think we're talking about U2's second studio album. Yes. October, which coincidentally was released on October 12th, 1981. Look at that. A clever name or coincidental release i don't think it's a coincidence i don't know maybe no one no one seems to know no we'll never know we'll never know no they don't know no so if you dear loving listeners are a huge fan of this album this may not be for you unless you just want to hear what some other people think if if you if if you're listening to this and you're a huge fan of this album Please send us a direct message and we'll give you our phone numbers and find out what's going on with you because you might need some sort of assistance or guidance Maybe. or something because uh, I don't understand why you would like it that much. Well, I could see some people if like they're kind of like original fans and like right. this was all like new stuff and you get really excited about things. Maybe the religious tones blankets they're not tones they're like it's like a weighted blanket it's Um, (laughs) not a tone full 25 pound weighted blanket yeah what is 
are important to you. That's just fine and dandy. Yeah, you know, if you really do like it, God bless you. I literally mean that. God bless you. Because literally, literally, God, yeah. And obviously, people liked it enough that it continued. I believe that in today's music world, and I know that we talked about this, in today's music world, where if your first single tanks, you're like toast. Like, you don't have any chances. But everything's so manufactured anyway. But if this was your second album, you would never have a third. Well, the music industry was different then. Totally different. It it topped out on the UK charts at 11, which is not too shabby. And the U.S., it topped out at 104, so it... Right. We'll get there, but they they released Fire before the album? They released like, uh, Gloria and Fire before Fire the album. Was like, Fire was their first UK success. Yeah, Fire was released on July 27th, 1981, and Gloria on October 5th, 81. The album was later in October? The album was released October 12th. It was recorded between. It was recorded on in April of 1981, and then July to August of 1981. It was recorded at Compass Point Studios in Nassau, Bahamas. Fancy, fancy for some young lads. Chris, the North yeah, Side. Chris Blackwell's place. Chris Blackwell, who, if you don't know, he was the founder of Island Records, who signed you too. He had, I guess, he saw something good there, but we it all was. Him for it. Yeah, but interestingly, though, part of the album was recorded in April of 81 at a sound check at a gig in Minneapolis. Really? Yep. Wow. And then it, yeah, that's... That was during the boy tour. It was during the, it was still, it was the last leg of the North American boy tour. And, And of course... Compass Point Studios, Nassau, Bahamas, and Windmill Lane in Dublin. Again, for people who don't know the the backstory, apparently Bono had written lyrics for October, and he had them in a briefcase, which was stolen from him by some fans backstage. Um, and uh, and it in Portland, Oregon. In Portland, Oregon, and it you know, it made them very short of time because. He had to pretty much start from scratch with um, new lyrics, and they were. It cost them like fifty quid an hour yeah. to record, and so they didn't have a whole lot of time for this album. It, and it's and it very much so sounds to me like it was rushed anyway. Like that's good enough. Well, the but music sounds great. The I mean, music the band sounds great, right? And rather put together, but the lyrics really take a hit. The lyrics really take a hit, and I'm and I don't know if it's just that I have a. The lyrics bother me so much that I know that they're written by Bono that that makes his vocals sound like crap to me. They I, they probably don't, but I just listen to this album and I'm pissed off with him. So yeah. I can't. I feel like I can't enjoy. And given second album, not a lot of money recorded in a very short amount of time I certainly certainly understand that that said I still just don't like this album very much um but the go ahead ahead. no you go ahead I was gonna say and I read somewhere that you know they were so heavily into that Shalom group the really like deeply Christian group that that kind of became like their day job like their rock and roll was like 
they weren't focusing on the album. Right. So it really did get kind of phoned in. So um, you said, which was, I think, the number one profound point of our last podcast about boy was that you don't relate because you've never been a teenage boy. And that pretty (laughs) much, I mean, for me, that's also, but I've also never been, you know, an like a born again, Christian, evangelical, whatever. I've never had like blind faith. I mean, I have faith, but I have faith in it's my personal. I don't really share. I don't really have words to describe it. I just have faith in some stuff. Um, but it's I, I really not biblical. It's not, not scripture. No, no, it's just I don't know. I feel like people get are like, out how of- do you girls like this band? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like because and you don't like religion. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll touch on that in a little bit. We have there's a song that I kind of touch on that with. Okay, um, but it just this October, and this is my written statement of today I think I hope I I literally just wrote it so I hope it comes out okay but October just makes me uncomfortable I feel like they're trying to use some sort of messianic Jedi mind trick (laughs) sort of religion set kind of thing on me and I I just I don't think that is regardless of what religion it is I think when you're when you have that much blind faith, you don't have a great view of reality. And I mean, you know, be upset with me for that. I don't care if it's Jewish. I don't care if it's Christian or whatever. If, if you're entirely led by, you know, faith like that, then I just, it makes me uncomfortable. And I don't really trust that very much. That's again, I have faith. I, go to the synagogue twice a year and feel like I can get out of bed in the morning because I believe there's some sort of higher being though I have no further thought about that but I just cannot get behind just very very religious set stuff yeah set not sex yeah that's a totally different conversation it's a different conversation (laughs) yes Hey there, listeners. If you're a U2 fan, you are more than likely aware of the work that Bono has done and continues to do in Africa. It's amazing work, and the exciting thing is you can get involved too. There are two simple ways. One, go to one.org and sign up to fight against extreme poverty. Two, visit red.org to shop. What? Shopping helps? It sure does. By purchasing red branded products, you are contributing to the Global Fund, which supports HIV AIDS grants in many African countries. As your man says, where you live should not decide whether you live or whether you die. So head on over to one.org and red.org to join the Garden Tarts in doing our part to end AIDS. So should we get into the song? Let's do that. Track one, side one is Gloria. I love this song. For me, this song makes the album. And I think live, it is just explosive and amazing. And it will always be one of my top early tracks that I want to hear live. How how many times have you heard it? 
Did you look that um, up? I did. Five. I've also heard Gloria five times. They're probably all together. Probably. Gosh, I just love it. It's just like the energy live is so explosive. And people are so excited to hear it that it's just, it's like, it's like on fire. I just love I mean, it. Love it musically. I, I love it. But, but I do like Gloria. I'm, it's got really great bass. I really like it. But that also is, I mean, when I see a live show, I'm rarely, I might complain like, oh my God, I've heard this song so many times, but I'm not going to really say, no, I don't want to hear this. I'd rather not be at a show than hear Gloria. So I'd rather be at any show, even if they played Gloria 21 times or whatever. I'm cool with that. I just like being at those shows and I do like it, but also there's never been a live song that I can say I regret hearing that or whatever. So I'm I don't get all crazy excited, but I like hearing it. I definitely do. You wouldn't put it in your personal set list. No, I would not. I absolutely would not. And I might. I might. Yeah. I mean, if if I had a, if I could make a set list for a whole tour, I absolutely would. But if I just had one show, no, it would not be in my set list. Going back to the briefcase, the missing briefcase. I mean, to me, this song sounds like, trying to find lyrics that are hard to come up with it's writing Um, about not being able it's writing about not being able to write about (laughs) right exactly so I've heard it want to say it but um a really long time ago I haven't heard him say that in a really long time but like writer's block about how when you have that you just write about that it's something to write about too yeah which I love that I mean I don't have to write a whole lot for necessity but you know, when I, when I did, it was, I just kind of used that. At least it gets you, you know, started with something. Right. And I, it, I was, you know, creative writing major in college. And right. I remember hearing that and being like, oh, that, it's okay. Write about that. Well. There's always something to write about. Yeah. But so it's in the same vein as uh, the police's song, do 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 da 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 That's all yeah. I have to say. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that just has a special place in my heart, that that theory, and obviously the do 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 da 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 that, that I put on a set list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> you two, you sing it. Whoever wants to sing it, sing it. <laughs> so do you remember when we went to see the police? I remember very and well. I, I know what and you're going to say. But I was pregnant. And I was like, why is my baby sleeping through this epic concert? <laughs> and then it wasn't until that song to do do da 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 that she started jumping around i was like oh they're speaking her language <laughs> <laughs> i remember that, that so well they're you know they're very like i that's one of those things i'll never forget that was so crazy cool it was the only time she moved the entire concert and in general when you're pregnant the louder the noise is the more it lulls the baby to sleep so that makes sense yeah but i really wanted her to like soak up the music and she was just waiting well, now that now that she's born and everything, and <laughs> a tween, does she like that song? Have you played it? I don't know if she's ever heard it. <laughs> that was it. That was the one time. <laughs> I'll have to play it for her. Yeah. Don't tell her it. that. Just play it and see what her Let's reaction see if is. You like. I will. <laughs> so, something else, obviously, about Gloria, and I don't have any real insight into this. Um, because I don't know these other songs 
Like I've never dove into them more than just enjoying them superficially. But you know, like Van Morrison's Gloria and Patti Smith's Gloria have always. I was been literally like, about to say in, that. They always like intermesh. We had the same thought. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? I'm just like it's not G L G L O R I A. It's Gloria. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. And I realized those songs obviously had an influence, I think, on this musically. And I, I, mean, I, I don't want to say obviously. I've read that. Yeah. I just don't understand all the connections. Well, so if you're mean, interested in that, look into it. Yeah, look into Let us know. I kind of take Gloria, though, as being Latin. Like, glory. You know? Yeah. like okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you Have you watched Victoria? And that intro song is... Well, I did. I watched the first... The first I think so. I think season, but I don't remember the song. Yeah, the intro song is some Latin thing with Gloria something. Yeah. I think yeah. it's I a good song. Yeah, I don't. But, it was a while ago. I watched that. First yeah. Season. Are there more seasons? How many seasons are there now? I think there are three. I haven't finished watching the third one. I kind of. I'll have to log off from that. I'll have to yeah. log. Um, okay. So the next song is "I Fall Down," track two. Of Album two by you two. <laughs> oh, that just came to me. That wasn't anything that was planned. That made me dance a little. <laughs> That's a song you could write about right there. I have like one interesting thing about this. Two interesting things. No, one interesting thing. Is that like so many of Bono's lyrics are taken so literally, like even if he's not writing from his perspective, it seems to be from his perspective that this is one of the only songs that I can think of where there are, like, protagonists. Yes. With this Julie and John. I have that note, too, that it's, it's not about him. It doesn't have to always be about him. And it's a little, like... <laughs> Egotist. I found myself kind of like... Doo, 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 doo. Like, it's a little peppy little number. It is a little peppy. I, um... And there's so much... This... I want to call this October colon, the era of the hi-hat. Or Larry <laughs> introduces the hi hat. Discovers like every song, like <laughs> band discovers hi hat. It's like did he just 1981. Get it? Yeah, maybe it was brand new and he wanted to hit it a bunch. Yeah, and it works, but it's in like every song. Yeah. Um, well, I have the story that um, a guy told me once who actually is from. Uh, He's from New York, but he um, lives in Virginia. And way, way back, like many, many years ago, I don't know how it came up, but we had a conversation about, he's a doctor. He's, we had a conversation about you too. And he claims that he's John from Jonathan. And he had this, and this is the other thing. I've never really, this is the only time I've really dug into the songs from October like when he right. said this to me I'm like I don't know what you're talking about like I don't even know that lyric I don't know what you're talking about but he said that he was in New York and his girlfriend was Julie and they continuously had fights because like her best bud was the singer in a band yeah and that's what their argument was about and then she took off that's all I got he swears it's him his name is Jonathan for reals but I don't, for some reason, I feel like, I mean, maybe he knew her or something, but there's no way that's actually him. Hey, Hillary. Yeah. 
everything can happen. Everything can happen. I still don't, I still don't buy that. I just really, really don't. For some reason, that's never, that story's never sat well with me. That said, I don't think he's making it up. He believes it. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He believes it. But it was, I mean, he said that that was their, their only fight basically was that, you know, she spent all her time with this dude in a band and he was like, I'm still here, Julie. And she's like, but I'm hanging out with this dude, John. And it didn't didn't end well for... No, it ended just great for John. He has a lovely wife and very beautiful, smart daughters. And everything ended up really good. Now, I can't speak for Julie, whatever happened to her. But Brian turned out okay. And John's doing fine. John's doing great. Julie, hope you're good. Hope you're good, Julie. Reach out. DM us. DM us. <laughs> Instagram and Twitter, the underscore garden tart. But somehow you have to prove you're Julie, and I have no idea how to get you. If you can think of how to do that, then definitely. We don't want to just hear from any Julie. We want to hear from that Julie. There's got to be pictures or something. Something. But if we can go back to like, I mean, lyrics, dude. And for someone who improvises so well at the mic, this was just, maybe it was the pressure, I don't know. If I could read the last verse to you, it is, I fall down, I'm falling down, I fall down, when you fall down, when I fall down, (laughs) it's when you're falling down, when you fall down, I fall down. I can top this later on the album, but that's pretty, pretty bad, you know, and- Oh my gosh, can you hear my dog? Logan, what are you doing? He's hey, like, Logan. meet Logan. He's our mascot. So, should we give a little tutorial, a little one-on-one on how not to steal Bono's lyrics? How not to? <laughs> I don't know how not to do that. You don't. If you have them in your possession, don't take. Them. Oh yeah, don't take them because don't the rest of us have to pay for it. And spoiler alert: the lyrics were returned to him. The briefcase was returned to him eventually. Like, but the lyrics weren't in it, were they? Yeah, and he said they weren't that good. Like, he he blamed the album on, you know, his lost lyrics. But when he got it back, he was like, yeah, they they weren't that. They weren't that good. But there there was, like, his passport and, like, money. But all that stuff was in there. So it was, I like, three, a few hundred dollars. Yeah, I think it was. All but I don't know. I bet he cried. I would have cried. I would have called my mom. <laughs> Oh, 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 that was a terrible Jenny, thing. To say. That's too soon. I'm sorry, Bono. He could have called your mom. And my mom would have helped him. My mom would have too. He's got he's got people Ann that and think... Leslie would have been right there. And you know, my mom's name is Leslie Ann, just so you know. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Leslie so, Ann and Ann. Leslie Ann and Ann. One time that you might have heard about mm-hmm. I was in Dublin and I happened to be somewhere where I needed a ride. And this car pulled up, and it was a Mercedes, and the seats inside had cow print covers on them. It was Bono. <laughs> no. Yeah. And he was like, come on in. I'll give you a ride back to your thing. And I go. Oh, my God. To- By the way, I've heard <laughs> the story. <laughs> I go to sit in the back seat because another friend gets in the front seat. And there on the seat is his laptop bag. And he says, oh, he's like, just put it on your lap. And I'm like, D- but. But th- didn't this not work out so well one time before? 
<laughs> I thought I thought this was like something you should maybe be protecting from now on. At this like, point, I know where you live. <laughs> no, I've seen where you sleep. <laughs> at this point is when he's slowing down, or like you're stopped at a stoplight, and he starts to take off, and then you just roll out of the car with the <laughs> laptop and run away. What album would that have been? Was. What lyrics would you have stolen then for that album? That was in '99, so it would have been "All They Can't Leave Behind." Yeah, I hope he backed up his computer. Yeah, like it's on a time machine or something. Yeah, time machine. Did they have time machines in '99? I'm pretty sure they did actually. The Apple Time Machine, not the thing that actually like a hot. No, no, no. They don't have. They didn't have that. Well, we don't know that. They could have had that then. No one told us. No, I'm still looking for my keys. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> the if, if there was a if there was a time if time machine was ever possible, even in the future, wouldn't we know it now? Because there would be people from the future, like walking amongst us. So not I don't think there will ever be time travel. Not if they're good at their job. No, right? If they're really good at their job, like if I got in a time machine and I went back, I don't know how good I'd be at my job to tell you the truth. I'd be really bad. I'd be like. I'd be betting on those horse races. I don't know who won any horse races, but you got to get the the almanac. But then my hand, then my hand would disappear. But we would mess up the more, whole time win, space continuum. You could win money to go to more U two shows. I I could, or I could just become really, really, really bestest buddies with them, and then I wouldn't have to pay to go to U two shows. I would have planted myself in Portland, Oregon in 1981 and saved those. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best idea I'm ever. Like, I'm your number one security personnel. Yeah. That album sucks. Forever. I'm like, your lyrics <laughs> need to rewrite them anyway. So. I feel like I could think of like a million other things like that that would guarantee me a yeah. ticket for life at least. We have a few instances even where I'm like, why didn't we do this? But anyway. Almost all of my incidences in 1997 were like that. Why? <laughs> Why? Okay, um, so in conclusion, I fall down are is, not Bono's best lyrics. I know that you're gonna. There's some re- re- repetition later in the album you're gonna talk about, but this is like, it's like a I've fallen and I can't get up episode <laughs> on repeat. But they're just like skipping that one part, like, and the grandma keeps falling down the stairs over and over. <laughs> I kind of want to read that first again. It's really funny spoken <laughs> go for it do it no i'm not gonna torture people oh, um, that's really bad you're right this is actually just... really like this is trying and being bad the next the one i have later on isn't even trying so you can't even really count that very much no this is like trying to put a whole verse together <laughs> yes the third song is i fear breakaway window which I'm sorry, I write this off the second I read the title because what the fuck? Like, <laughs> that's not poetry. <laughs> Let alone a song title. No. There's some other long song <clears throat> titles they have that are like, you could have cut that down or added some parentheses or something. Yeah. Right. Um, but this, I threw a brick parentheses through a window. A window. I threw a brick. I threw a brick through a window. I threw a brick through a window. Um, I'm saying that because that's what they, that's how Bono said it live to introduce the song. Yeah, like, thanks for clarifying that, dude. Yeah, I threw a brick. 
I threw a brick through a window. I threw a brick through a window. In case you missed it the first two times. <laughs> Did you read the story behind the song, though? It makes so much sense. I think I did, but for some reason I didn't make notes on it and I cannot recall it right now. So this goes back to it just being like three guys in the house. It was him and his brother and his dad. And it was just like this fighting testosterone all the time. And he and his brother got in a fight and Bono threw a knife at him and it like stuck in the wall. So I guess that's the brick through the window. Man, that's way worse than a brick through a window. I know, that's really fucked up. That is, that is aggression that I, yeah, but anyway, then you like read through it and it's like, it makes all sense. Like, you know, he's like, be my brother, you know, it's like, life is hard, like whatever, whatever. You think he really threw a knife at his brother or you think that's just a a Bonoism? It sounded like, he was like, so I threw a knife at him and it stuck to the wall and that's what the song's about. (laughs) So I, I this is this song so it sounded to hear pretty. in you know old bootlegs and stuff is uh is not bad live. And I feel like no. it, it doesn't really record it doesn't seem to translate well in a recording studio. But live it's like there are little places that are built in to the song. I feel like little music interludes where Bono can climb stuff. Like, yeah, I feel right? like that's so built into the song. I don't dislike this song, but I don't, I don't love it. Um, I love the edge in it. It's like, it's like edges, menacing. It sounds yeah. like a fight. Like it, it does no, sound no, like no, a no, fight. No, no, no. I can't yeah. even do it. it. So to me, it's, it's interesting because um, to me, it does sound like a song about rebellion, but it's hard to accept that on this album that is pretty much christian rock but i do see how this song maybe almost sounds like also i mean look at the lyrics there are a lot of lyrics for that song yeah and and they're not that repetitious no so i think it (laughs) i honestly think this maybe and this is just my guess but it sounds like it could be a leftover from boy oh is it one of the songs that they were playing live before maybe i don't i don't i don't know i don't don't have those facts like, it, like um, did it have a live life before? I don't know, but it sounds like, um, to me, it, it do- doesn't fit very well on this album. But, I mean, just live, it's a great... I mean, I'm not that I've ever heard it live, but it's a great... It's great to hear. I hear Logan again. Oh, he's outside barking now. I guess I should close the... That's our mascot again, chiming in. This is what happens when you do things from home. I hope that you all can appreciate that. Yeah, and we, we don't have any sponsorship. We don't have any fancy places to record. Like, I'm in the guest room of my house in Newport News, Virginia. I am in my official office. Yes. It just happens to be my home office. We are sponsored by our own whiskey collection. Yes. But we, we, we weren't okay. sponsored by them. We, we purchased them um, <laughs> as a, a tribute to what we do here. Yeah. We would love if if Jameson's listening. I mean, like, we'll take it. Right. We will drink more Jameson and talk more about it. Yeah. So if you're listening, Jameson, we love you. My glass is getting empty. Where's Where's the bartender? I've got a long way to go to get another glass. So I'm trying to make this glass as long as. 
So I, I'll read this quote because I just found it from Bono. And I'll reference this is from now Stokes. It's from the U2 Songs and Experience book. He said, there was a row in the house. My father, my brother, and myself didn't get along at the time. I remember throwing a carving knife at my brother and it's sticking in the door. I missed, but that's what I threw a brick through a window was about. So I could see if this is so tangible. Yeah, that unlike, sounds about. Unlike everything else they're writing about, which is like right. confusion and religion and, you know, they were really disconfident about what direction they were going. Disconfident, by the way, kids, is a word. It is not a word. It's not a word, but one time, this one time, in 1997, Bono said it to us. He actually used the word disconfident. And so now it is a word in our, at least, urban dictionary. Yes, we, it's in our, and we will continue to use it during this podcast series. Yeah. So, so we're not going to feel disconfident. You need to work on embracing the word. Yeah, we're not going to explain it again. So if you miss this episode and you correct our grammar in the future, we're not going to be happy about that. Yeah, we'll say... See season one, episode two. Right. Reference. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> but come back. <laughs> right. Okay. So then can I move on to the next song? Are you ready? Yeah. And the next song is called Rejoice. It's kind of a, uh, but there's one really, really good lyric. Oh, yeah. Really super good lyric in it. And that is, I can't change the world, but I can change the world in me. I think it's really profound. I think that's one of that's definitely uh, my Bono kind of lyric and not the I, oh, I fell out I fell out again <laughs> oh no I well, fell down again <laughs> so internal and so profound and I can see like a 20 year old kid trying to get a grasp on the world and what's going on and like having this revelation yeah and of course you know we'll come back to this line later when it flips around a bit mm-hmm. many decades down the road but I for some reason I have a lot written down about this song really yeah I, I don't know if it does I just have that lyric in brackets I have no words written down actually oh uh, so I just have some facts about it which is um it, I mean it doesn't like I don't need to listen to it I don't mind it but it's not one of the it's not my Gloria but just for like reference about it it's like Bono Edge and Larry were like so immersed in that Shalom group that they like couldn't focus on the album much at all like they would do this during the day but then shalom all night long and like had trouble focusing on the album stuff but the song is like a celebration of like shalom was so good for them like it gave them like a purpose and a place and this song it does sound like a celebration i mean rejoice like it's i think it's a happy song i think at least musically it is to me it sounds rejoiceful Oh, and then I'm just jumping around. Then he has this lyric, and what am I to do? Just tell me what am I supposed to say? Which is, I just assume he's like speaking to God, be like, what were those lyrics again? Right. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) But that's like, if you don't have, when you have writer's block, write about writer's block. Right, exactly. That goes back to that. uh, But um, that lyric. Very, it's a very religious song. It is very, very religious. But it's more, it's more, I think I don't know because I'm not immersed in it like it sounds more personal than like big time spiritual like the whole I can't change the world but I can change the world I mean that's more yeah. internal I, I, it is 
And I feel like it's definitely one of the songs you can kind of disguise as not being as religious, though. It is. I mean, he's constantly singing about his faith. Like, this is not <laughs> new. No, I but mean, this is different. It is not, different. but it is different. And, and I, you know, generally am okay with that. I just can't. This album, and like I... I took this note somewhere. I have no idea where I put it, but it's in my head. But that they, this album, God, I hope I didn't say this already. Um, this album could have very well like pigeonholed them into being Christian rock. Yeah, you did not say that before. And I okay. think there was some, I had read somewhere that there was some pressure from their religious group. They're like, oh, we've got this platform. Let's right. prosthesize it, you know? That's when Bono gets into, like, the whole salesman thing. Does God need a salesman? No, he, he Lingo doesn't. That he, that he likes, and obviously right. he re- he knows that's not the case. So I'm glad that didn't. I think they're, I think they're salvage. Their salvation, yeah, yeah. salvation, <laughs> was the first three seconds of the first song on their next album. Oh, and if it hadn't been for those three seconds, I don't think that they would be where they are today. Coming from October, if their next album had been an October repeat, they would have been done for. Yeah, or had to go on different charts. <laughs> like, and we wouldn't know them, right? Because I wouldn't know them. They're good. I mean, they're a great yeah. band. But, um, but I really, I. I feel like really strongly about that, which is to me, that's thank God really. If you're, if you're asking God for something, right. That's to me, that's pretty big, but I don't think it, I seriously, I almost think that if they started that album with another song, they started the next album with any other song, they maybe wouldn't have been able to dig themselves out of October. Right. Oh, I can't well, wait to talk about that. That's gonna be. I know, I'm so excited. Let's just get through this. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, because we're like yapping like crazy town. What? So, song five. Are we ready to move on to song five? I am ready. Is fire, which they were really excited about with this early release of the album. Of this was like, this was gonna be it. This was gonna be the single. It was gonna sell the album. They were gonna get it done. They had their first big UK success on the charts there with it. It surprised me to learn that. I like this song. Yeah. I mean, I if I had to pick, again, you know, Gloria is great and everything, but for some reason, just like hearing it in my car or whatever, hearing it on a headphone, it just doesn't do a whole lot for me. And again, live, it has a totally different vibe. But I think, and I mean, I might, you know, tomorrow I might change my mind, but I'm pretty sure that Fire is my favorite song off the yeah. album. I'll have to listen some more because obviously you're not alone on that. I think it's it's too apocalyptic to me. Like it just feels so doom. Like it sounds so doomsday to me. That yeah, it's good. It's a good song. It's put together. It's got good lyrics. The band sounds great. But then I'm I'm kind of dark and mysterious, mysterious anyway. So so mysterious, mysterious. Yeah. Fun fact: It was recorded. It was one of the songs recorded in the Bahamas. Yeah. And they made some joke that when you're recording in such a luxury, you just can't do a good job. <laughs> no. Why would you want to be in a studio when you have... Be on the beach. Beach. 
though I hear I think that it's really high crime like I don't think you want to go to the Bahamas anymore I don't know I don't know um anyway I like the song it is not single material yeah that's what surprised me more than anything yeah I mean I don't even know how that would even cross anyone's mind that that would be they good apparently there's a top of the pops performance I, like, I read this i know what you're gonna say <laughs> i just i'm making a note to look it up but in in that bono said that he wore like some black sleeping bag or something <laughs> it was a really awful performance and he wore something that was like a looked like a black sleeping bag as his was complete, i don't know i um I mean that that's always that's always up for grabs. There's this weird creaking noise at my front door, and it really scared me. And it was the cat was stuck in the foyer. <laughs> he was trying to get out. Was... So the num the sixth song off the album is tomorrow. Oh, what a sad song! This is a beautiful it's song. Sad beautiful i like it and it's interesting because it's really irishy sounding which is so nice you too it brings in like a whole other instrument so uh, this this song feels slightly betrayed by this song you do (laughs) i do because i hear it and i get all the way up to right before the the end of the song and I'm like, oh, it's so sad. Bono lost his mom. And that's what this is all about. And then when I get to the last lyrics, I don't think it's about his mom at all. I think it's about Jesus coming back. And then when I read, I read some stuff about the song and he said that originally he said it was about Northern Ireland. Yeah, which is baloney. Total baloney. But like, if you if you read those lyrics, it's I mean he could have written that song about Jesus coming back just as easily as a, it's about his mother, and then the end where it says, "I'm gonna be their mother," I mean he's gonna be with G. Je- he's telling his mom he's gonna be there with Jesus when Jesus comes back or whatever. So you really could anyway. I feel like I this song if it wasn't for that last bit. I think this would be my favorite song on the album, but I feel like it's just like you listen to it and then you're like, psych, <laughs> that's not what it's about. Yeah. I don't feel betrayed by that part. I mean, I understand, you know, we've talked about our kind of discomfort yeah. with that level of kind of preaching, but um, yeah, to me, it's so obviously about his mom and he stole no song is ever about one single thing. And no, it's not. I think it's, um, and I mean, it was the loss of his mom that that's when he dove into religion was right. after then. So those are, in my mind, those are allowed to be tied together. Absolutely. And maybe he wants I mean, to talk about it with his mom. Right. And it's all allowed. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> but I just, in, in terms of my comfort level with lyrics, I'd totally be in on this song. I mean, it's a beautiful, well-written, amazing song. I just don't like the ending subject matter. Yeah. Just because I feel like, and look again, I'm not, I'm not knocking Jesus or anything. Oh, I mean, I'm Jewish, but 
still I'm not knocking anybody's religion. I just I just feel like this song is so this album is so trying to like convert me. Yeah. And I don't like that. I mean, it didn't work because I heard the album, you know, a hundred years ago, and I'm still Jewish. So, <laughs> and you still love the band. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, but if out. you had yeah. heard this song album as it was coming out, yeah, I don't think it would. Have yeah, probably been either. Well, I mean, especially you know, if I was hearing it then, because I would have been like, I don't know, ten. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is some good rock and roll music. <laughs> Oh, to quote some other podcast. That was like getting that in there, Jenny. Was I didn't do it very well. Anti shabs. I didn't do okay. it very well. Some good. You did it. Um, you did it. Just... Rock and roll music. No, to me, it's like there's no other definition. Like this song is only has one topic to me. Right. And that is his mom. Absolutely. Um, Oh, it's so beautiful. It's like haunting. I mean, those pipes are amazing. It's very haunting. And there's some, I should dig it out. There's something that, some album that was like a celebration of Irish music, something that Bono and Adam redid it. Yeah. In the 90s. Yeah. It was beautiful. I think. Redo. Beautiful. Totally beautiful. Beautiful new life to it. The same like haunting feeling, but it just had felt refreshed. We'll have to find that. We'll dig it. I know I have it in my CD cabinet somewhere. Yeah. I still have a CD cabinet. I'm that old. Yeah, I don't have it anywhere. I, I'll look. I'll go looking online for it yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure I have it. But then, if we could wait, yeah, can we just move straight on to the next song because that one I'm ready. Tomorrow just seems so black and white, at least to me. Yep. Another incredibly gorgeous song. Track seven, gorgeous. which is October, where they bring in the piano. Oh, that edgy. Oh, the Sister of the Edge, you like his piano is just so, it's like simple, but gorgeous. Right. And it's sad. I was under the belief, I went to look up how many times I heard this song, and I thought it was going to rack up a number, and I've never heard it. <laughs> no, me too. I was like, absolutely sure. Positive. I could picture it Positive. on the piano with the E stage. <laughs> Turns out never. I watched way too many Periscope concerts. <laughs> I think that's my thing too. I bet anything, and I haven't checked my facts, but I bet anything they played it on I and E. They all of in Europe, Europe and did. stuff, and we just didn't. They played it at the two MSG shows we did not go to. The first two, <laughs> and I think we went to the next two. And then there were two. Yeah, more they played it that. at the first two, and then they played it. I mean, I didn't fact check that it's the entire European show, but it's a huge list of dates. Right. It's a substantial number of shows, so I guess I yeah put myself there and again this is another like it's just so like beautiful it's kind of sad it is um, I, I love this song so i'm not gorgeous. sure why i don't say it's my favorite song on the album just because it's barely a song but it's, so it's just simple. so short it's like a interlude or something yeah not into anything it's not into anything because it has it doesn't go with the next song at all, but but it's so beautiful. I love it. And I, I read a quote that Edge said that October, the the title track, October, mm-hmm. um, could have gone places, but they didn't have time to squeeze out the sparks. And I see <laughs> that. Like, I feel like this was this should have been a whole long epic song, but it was just like, time's up. But I think it's, I feel like it's perfect. Yeah. So I read um, another, I read another thing. This is just about the album 
as a whole that we talked about boy being a concept album and they knew they were going to title the album boy before there was an album apparently with october bono also had decided that the album was going to be called october yeah and that but but it's the title track and so it was it was the album and then they wrote a song based on the album name which is like not how music were I mean like look at you know most of their other albums have most not all but most of their other albums have like a lyric taken out of a song like rattle and hum right is and the locust wind comes a and hum from Bullet the Blue Sky. But this song was written because of the album was going to be named October. And I, I just thought that was totally backwards. But what they said was that they heard that Patti Smith recorded albums like that. And so they were going to do that. Yeah, like she came up with all the song titles first yeah. and found the music to fit. It's really interesting to hear that about her. I just, obviously, we read the same sources. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but right, shocker there. But I, I, I think that's really interesting. And I guess you know, if you're making music a lot for a long time, it's probably fun to shake things up like that. Yeah. It's probably fun to say, well, this time we're going to record it like this, or we're going to have this idea. It's got to be a nice I mean, I challenge. I, you know, in, in later albums, I do kind of feel like, you know. The t- whatever the the singles, I feel like almost they were written to be singles, right? And like there, there were songs they were mapped out, and there's like, you know, well, beautiful day is mysterious ways, you know, or something like that. Like that's the pop single, and it, there was a formula. But I don't right. think that they they didn't do that early on, and I don't think they do that anymore. Right. Um, well, but so now they have like this this huge back catalog of things they've worked on right. that haven't evolved right. yet, and it's just a completely different situation because they probably already have some stuff in their head and in their archives to work with that then become things. Right. Which is cool. I mean, it's just a whole other level of taking stuff you've already made and recreating it to a different existence, kind of thing. Apologies, but we're going to keep going back to Sting and the Police a lot. That's but fine, yeah. I thought it was interesting that Sting was on uh, Jimmy Fallon, and he said that most of the time he had back catalog to write songs from, but whatever the last album he did before this, the album that just came out, which isn't original songs, but he said that he didn't have anything. He had to go into the album from scratch. Oh. And I thought that was really interesting because, I mean, think about how long he's been he's been in the business way longer than you do yeah and so I mean think about how how much he gone through his back catalog I guess that's you know the goal of a musician but thank goodness he didn't stop there and that said I'm I haven't listened to an original album from Sting in in many albums it's been a while yeah but it's been a while (laughs) (laughs) drink cheers (laughs) if you know you know moving on if you don't know it doesn't matter that was just if you if you don't know what it is it must be art you know what else thing said in that interview with jimmy fallon and i love 
it's kind of, you know, Bono has so many things that he just has, like, on repeat. Which are fun. Like, you know, yeah. when you're having to talk and do interviews all the time, you might as well have your sound bites because why think of new shit all the time? Like, that's right, exactly. got to be exhausting. Right. But this whole, you know, everyone everyone in the fan base knows that you two songs they like they're never static they're constantly they evolve like it's something on the album and then they take new form if they become live and they become they keep growing the songs keep evolving and Sting said the same thing because his new album is all old songs but he's like you know people get mad because they hear me redo an old song and they're like well why did you change this change that and he said for me, the album recording is just the starting point. That's like the birth of the song. And then as you play it live over decades, it keeps, it's like growing up. And right. I was like, oh, it's nice to hear someone else say that. that I liked how he said it. Yeah. Um, but, but also, you know, singers, though, maybe they are shaking things up and changing things live, but they also do occasionally forget lyrics. There are, and I've seen that happen a time or like yeah like that's not 20 that's not a new lyric that's just filling the space you forgot you're singing the same lyric you just sang in the chorus before yeah. like that's not, not yeah chorus, you're just repeating the verse yourself. before you're just saying it again because you forgot where you were because you fall down just saying and when you're <laughs> falling down I fall down you fall and then you fall, you down, fall down and then I, I fall, fall down, down. We all fall down. Life alert. <laughs> this song is sponsored by Life, Life alert. alert. Uh, oh my god, where are we? Oh, we were talking about October. The song October. <laughs> Somehow we got We went way off there. Thank you, Sting, Thank for you, that Sting. one. For everything, always. But, I mean, if you have not seen Two Stings on the Moon, just Google it. <laughs> two stings on the moon is the best thing is that the name or two stings walking on the moon two stings on the moon i think it's two two stings on the moon yeah yeah <laughs> which also is also the worst thing ever that was but it terrible is also the best thing off ever it was terrible and i want to just give sting a big pat on the back because yeah. he did not have to do that <laughs> he did not have to do i'm that. not even sure he fully enjoyed it but he went no, along he said He's Jimmy asked him if he had ever been in like a flying whatever those like the harness harness yeah. yeah and he said he had been which I would really like to know when that was but he said that it hurts your asteroids <laughs> he, did say, he also said something <laughs> about like hitting the high notes like I don't know there was, yeah I'm sure it hurts your <laughs> asteroids I forgot about that yeah <laughs> oh bless his heart bless his heart. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Track eight with a shout parentheses Jerusalem. Can I just keep saying that musically I love the song? Yes. I think the band sounds great. The band sounds great. Can we put me I on repeat? Just the band sounds great. I just really do not really like this song at all. Well, is it the crucifixion? Is this just like straight up the crucifixion of Christ? Please. If if someone wants to like message us and educate us on that, that's fine. Don't get mad because I don't know. I'm not being like ignorant and I'm no, no. just being naive. And again, uh, and I've said this over and over. I embrace religion. I just feel like there's a point where you can hold on to religion so tightly that you kind of lose your grip on 
it's all, whatever else is going it's on it's all consuming but yeah. i mean that could be anything we could be doing that with you too we are doing which that is with you very <laughs> poly- right right i'm not just saying that it's religion i feel like it, when you're that no we have lives we do have lives we have, functional lives jobs and relationships and jobs and and children all kinds of stuff we just have our moments we do have our moments but but i mean if holding on to something that tightly makes you lose other things then right and they almost lost the band yes they should have they very well should it makes no sense no adam should have flown that coop so fast i don't know (laughs) like he should He's really been like nope yeah like i'm out well, i think like the fact that adam and paul mcginnis had each other was like the saving grace i think so but it also could have been that adam probably was pretty stoned and maybe didn't notice it entirely maybe but no the alliance with paul mcginnis their former manager yeah i think they I became like, like they were buddies because they were buddies i mean i but, heard that at some point yeah I read that somewhere too. So I have more God talk about this song. Okay. I don't know, but I just, again, that's just that I, this song, I just don't, I can't even get behind it. I can't even understand. And I've been to, I've been to Jerusalem. So you have been to Jerusalem. I've been there. The next song is, and I only have one thing written about this is a stranger in a strange land. If you get through the beginning of the song, like right at the beginning, it almost sounds like if you make a right turn or something, it's going to head in in God's country. Oh, I kept thinking like in my head, I was listening to it just today, like over like the beginning over and over. And I'm like, why is this making me think of something else? And it really I can't tell you the music. Yeah reasoning behind it. But there's just something that I mean, you'd have to make a pretty sharp turn to get there but you hear but it. you hear something that it's like really close like this is the same band right that wrote in god's country i'll have to listen with that in mind i just yeah. keep hearing the hi-hat it's the air of the hi-hat <laughs> and oh my gosh adam in the song like this rolling bass is like he's fucking rocking it listening to boy in october i hear adam in a totally different yeah i mean that's his bass he is he is a good bass player so good. i don't i don't think he gets enough credit but i don't think he actually goes after that credit either he's just like i got the best job in the world he's like with just, these whatever. guys that i love right. and i get to play my music and that's cool mm-hmm. yeah in the meantime you know me and this guy back here we're holding everything together yeah <laughs> you don't, you guys don't know it yet spoiler yeah, will there's a fun story behind this song that maybe a fun, it might not be a, the right word, but I've liked the songs. There's, it's just like this. And I threw a book through a window that it's like a picture of a specific moment instead of like a feeling that I like that. And I've read this in multiple places, this story that they were um, touring for boy and they were going from, they were just, they had a van. Someone was driving the van and they were in sleeping bags in the back like asleep it's like middle of the night they're crossing the border from east to west berlin and of course there's like border guards and there's this young gentleman who's the border guard and he like peeks in and there's just like these dudes in sleep <laughs> in the back and they're sleeping bags in the back of the van and it's like their interaction with him this i guess young gentleman that was also kind of their age became the song which i think i i don't know i like lyrics that i can picture what they are (laughs) yeah i think that's a great story i can also see it though i mean i remember also being younger being probably about that age maybe a little younger probably actually 
but I can remember like wanting to taunt officials. Like oh, you can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. You know, like trying to get make mm, them laugh. Yeah, yeah. Or trying to get, you know, like truck drivers to honk or whatever. Like yeah. something like that. Just like I, I like that. I do like that. I still just the song doesn't flow very well for me. But I, I like the story. Yeah, I like it. the story. It's kinda I like it is yeah. like it's like a little story time. I wanna think of it that way, I yes. like it. Do you wanna go on to your next to your favorite song? <laughs> How do you know I didn't even mention it? Because so, you like the repetitive one. Yeah. So the next song is called Scarlet. It has one word. The whole lyrics is just one word. Yeah. Rejoice. Rejoice. Over and over. And let me just add, didn't we just hear a song called Rejoice? We did. So where's yeah. Scarlet come so from? What, how much lazier can you get? Again, it's not lazy. It's time. They couldn't afford it. I get it. But this song just angers me. You said we heard it. <laughs> we have. I looked it up. Three I've times. heard it five, five times. Five times. I've heard it three times. I've, I, have, I have no memory of it. It was on the 360 tour. They played it. Was it was on the 2011. Yeah. They played it between yeah. Sunday, Bloody Sunday, and Walk On. <clears throat> I can only imagine that maybe it was a slight intro into Walk On, but it is listed as a track, not a partial, not a this, not a that. Like, I need to find a bootleg. Right. Because I. Yeah. I just blows um, my mind. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I just, I. You know what it becomes? 40. Yeah. And I mean, that's very clear. It's very clear. The tone, the, you know, it's kind of simplified and I can hear that. It's very restrained. Yeah, but it's Um, like... The drums, especially. Do you have anything else to say about Scarlet? Because I have a really good transition to... (laughs) Go, I want to hear it. Okay, so Scarlet, that has the lyrics, rejoice, 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 (laughs) rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. And the following song is called, Is That All? To which I reply, <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> Is that all? I mean, I mean really? There was this no song other should, song that this song should not have no made the album. Come after, no, there's no other song that could come after Scarlet, and there's no other song that could come at the end of this album. But is that all? I mean, exactly. They say my, that's my that's my comment on it. Exactly. <laughs> I can see it. I wrote exactly. That's my note. I mean, I've read that, like, even Bono, and I don't know about the rest of them, they just aren't happy with this song either. Like, it's not, I don't know, if you had ended with Scarlet and Rejoice, at least that's kind of, like, toned down and pretty, and they did, like, transitions off. And then it's like they had to have one more song that just, like, bombs. Right. The album would have been better without it. I mean, this this song, it makes me angry. This song makes me happy. This song makes me It makes me dance. angry. <laughs> that's it. That's all. <laughs> That's all. I just, I don't get it. But the intro of this is what they played live before Electrica, which is The Cry, which I really like. Yes. So the beginning of the song makes me think of The Cry that is how they started Electrica live, which I love. But that's it. That's all. Literally, that's all. No question mark. Period. No. That is all. This album was also produced by Steve Lillywhite. I didn't mention that before. Right. And I think he does talk about how difficult it was to make the album. They were difficult. Yeah. So how many studio albums did we say they have? 14. 14, 16. I think it's 14. 14. So if you rank all the albums, where does October fall? It's last. Yeah, dead last. 14. There's no no, uh, questioning my Um, mind about that. 
Like, yeah, the, like the straight-up U2 studio albums. Yeah. It ranks last. And I, I don't know, like, we didn't rank Boy, and I, I don't know what that would rank. I'd have to sit down and make a list because it's pretty high on my, Boy is pretty high on my list, but October, dead last. They only have 13 albums? I'm counting. Oh, Rattle, I'm looking at this, Rattle and Homestead on here, which we are, which we're going to include. We're, we are going to include so that because it does have studio, it does have studio a lot songs of studio on it. Stuff on it. Yeah, I stand by that because there's studio songs in it where, like, under Blood Red Sky, there's nothing studio. Right, right. That's just a live album. What else do we have? So next time we'll talk about War, which I'm very much looking forward to. I'm so excited. Like, I want to start working on War, like, now. I know. It's going to be, like, a thousand already, hours. In my head, I, I did. We might have to do I, part one, part two, part... <laughs> right? I have a lot to say about I don't know maybe I don't maybe all my responses for war are gonna be like I love this song <laughs> I love this song no oh, I love this song oh, this one I love I that love- one too well I think we thoroughly shared all of our thoughts on October again if you love this album and don't like the things we had to say that's of course that is your opinion Absolutely. and we have our opinions and that's fine we just happen to kind of share opinions on it yeah I mean that's the whole thing about art but it's subjective yeah so and obviously it suited them very well yeah absolutely i mean i know like my second least favorite album which we'll get to many albums from now that's one of my friend's favorite albums and i mean clearly there's something wrong with him too but that's not (laughs) it's not his music taste it's just other things he's a weirdo yeah yeah oh and you were saying where are you gonna put boy on that list and it's hard like I kind of have like my top few and my least few, but they're like the whole middle. It's hard to right. everything in the middle. It's hard to say where it is. Does it does it rank higher than Unforgettable Fire or lower? Boy, yes. Um, that is going to be hard for me because Unforgettable Fire was a really important album to me mentally my teenage year so to go back like listening to it it'll be interesting to see like to pull apart my like how I feel about the songs versus my like musically versus my emotions it's a very emotional album for me so it's hard well boy isn't boy's just fun yeah so I don't think I can it's apples and oranges yeah but I think that in the future we should rank the album so or at least try yeah I mean you're right though I can come up with the top and the bottom but the middle is uh it's gonna be hard too hard yeah so it's just... it's kind of like it's kind of like presidents too like i can start at the beginning of all of our presidents <laughs> and name them and i can start at the end of yeah. all of our presidents and name them but in the middle i feel like there's lincoln somewhere in there and then i'm out and then it's a bunch of names i know i remember hearing yeah so one last question actually oh. i can name all the presidents I just, just so you know, but my order gets a little mixed gotcha. up sometimes. So, but anyway, go ahead. So I have one last question for you. Yes. On Boy, you had one song that you would add to Bono's Lounge app. And I'm... <laughs> what was it? Do you remember? What song would I have added? From Boy. From... Oh, it was, um, I don't remember now. Hold on. I'll find it. Lounge. I wrote, I literally wrote it down. What? You had his attire down and everything. It wasn't Twilight, was it? I think it was Twilight. So what from this album? What's in the lounge show from October? Um, okay. I guess I think it would be October. You can snap that October. Okay. Where the cheese are stripped bare. <laughs> of all I care. Yeah. 
all I wear, what do I care? I don't know. I just screw up the lyrics. Right. But I feel like that would that would be okay. Right. You can snap that, and you can have like a um a bass guitar. Oh, like a big not a bass a guitar, stand a stand up bass. Yeah. And like play that in the lounge up. Yeah, and especially with the piano, it just all works really well together. I didn't think that through very well. That was just off the cuff, but I know for sure what my what my lounge act song would be for war because that's how I came up with the idea of the lounge act from the next from war, from the song in war. Well, I look forward so to hearing stay, it. Stay tuned for that. My brother and I actually came up with that. We also came up at the same time with a crazy amazing reggae version of another song on war which yeah i can't I still think that would it. be really good but and i feel like they've almost moved in that direction just a little bit but not as not as far as we took it anyway i look forward um, to hearing about it well i think uh this concludes this episode of october and i, I do let me say this too i do think that Though October really shouldn't be in that category, but to me, it, it seems like the three songs that once they get through the three albums that kind of end their childhood, yeah, are Boy October and War, and then they're grown ups. Yeah, I agree with that. So I, I kind of do think of them as like a those three albums are like a trilogy. I guess that's what you would call it. Right. I think that's a good way to put it for sure. Yeah. But I definitely have those three albums as like in my head as like a group. Yeah. I like thinking of them as a trilogy. Like, and it's like yeah. watching them grow. Yeah. And blossom. Oh, I'm just so proud of them. And there are other albums that you can go like two by two with, but I don't think there's, there are three albums in a row that feel like the same vibe. No, I think you're right. We'll have to think about that as we go. Yeah. But I think you're right. Okay. Well, this has been really great. It has been great. I, I'm down to the end of my I whiskey. Hope- yeah, me too. I hope you guys enjoyed it and we didn't just like ramble about nothing too much. I don't think we did. I feel like I enjoyed it. Yeah, I certainly had fun. So, I mean, if you guys don't, then kind of screw you. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We really want you to enjoy it. I know, we do. So, also, just before we end this, start doing your homework and listening to War Now because yep. that's what's up next. And that's a, you know, it's always good to have, I mean, we're going to give you the cliff notes, but you really should hear the whole thing. It's more fun to listen. I mean, I think it's more interesting to talk about it or listen to a discussion if you have the songs in your head. Right. For sure. Um, The other thing is that there's almost no excuse these days for not listening because everybody has access to all the music. All of it, whether... I mean, you don't have to have, like, I know with Spotify, you can listen to the whole album without any sort of, you have to have a login, but you don't have to pay anything. Well, and it's going to be with commercials and shuffled. <laughs> but right. all the songs exactly. are there. But all the songs are yeah. there. No, I think you can actually pick the whole album to play it and they don't shuffle it. You're still going to get commercials. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm I mean, pretty sure because I sent a link to Lauren to listen to it. Cool. Lauren, if you're listening... I certainly hope you listen to Boy at least. I understand. No excuse. She has no excuse. October, but no excuse for Boy, no excuse for War. Not just to Lauren. The rest of you are kind of off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) She just drank the Kool Aid really fast. Really fast. And she needs to coax in through her stream, her bloodstream. Okay, well, I think at this moment we should, you know, sign off. We should sign off. What was our sign-off? May your music be loud and your whiskey be strong. Until next time, cheers. Cheers. Quink. (laughs) Quink.
<laughs> Bye, Jenny. Bye. Bye. So seriously, until next time, y'all, we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Also, we love hearing from people and chatting with people. And of course, we love talking to you too. So you can drop us a line on Instagram or Twitter at the underscore garden tarts. Or you can even email us at wearethegardentarts at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you soon. If you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you would share it with your other YouTube loving friends, as well as leave a review for us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. We would really, really love that.